I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome on today's episode of Partially Excited. We got Jackie Ta. Met this amazing lady a couple of months ago on the Outstanding Network on Facebook and her and I have been on different networking groups and we got to know each other very well and Jackie has an amazing book. It's called Inspire, Empower and Heal and you can find her at Jackie Taff Coaching and on our website JackieTaffCoaching.com. Hello, welcome to the show Jackie. How are you doing? Aaron, how are you? I'm good. Jackie, where are you from? I'm from Drogheda in County Louth, Ireland. Wow, and, and tell us what it was like to grow up in Drogheda at that time. Um, what was it like to grow up in Drogheda? I suppose it was nice. It's, it's very different times to what it is now. We don't have access 24-7 to social media. We had to go and play on the street. And it's funny, I've only realised this over the recent years. We obviously had inbuilt body clocks because I never had a watch. And yet I knew when to go in for my dinner and I knew when to go home for my tea. And the summers, in my memory, were beautiful. So you got your school holidays and I just remember always it being beautiful and warm and sunny. Yeah, uh, TV, kids' TV stopped before six o'clock. That was it. Uh, Saturday morning, I get up for Swap Shop. It was one of the programs to watch. Then into the 80s was the best music uh, show ever, MTV USA. That would not be missed. And I always remember Sunday mornings watching Little House on the Prairie which I loved and the old original Mission Impossible which was brilliant and the land of the giants and yeah I don't I don't remember outside factors as in what was going on what was as in political but I was so young I suppose and little I, I don't so it's um, they're the things that stick out to me and I remember I love music so I remember really clearly that I love Grease the movie when it came out and I love Xanadu and we were very fashionable at that time because we got these massive of headphones and we'd sit in the front living room and we'd play music and we'd sing and we'd uh, actually uh, create Grease movie or Xanadu so it was it was nice yeah elements of it was nice elements of it wasn't uh, I suppose looking back but yeah I had a quiet a very quiet enough childhood I had one sister uh, five years older than me and she um, she tells me that she uh, I'd want to go everywhere with her and uh, she didn't want me obviously this five <laughs> the sister that was five years younger hanging out of her I don't remember that actually she said yeah and I didn't want you to come and then my mum would make her take me by the hand and, uh, and I remember my dog had a beautiful dog an English Springer called Duke Duke lived till he was 16 we've always had animals hence I still have animals I love animals and uh, I love music and that's nice now reflection piece there Aaron you brought me back to um, I was visualising myself and in the book there's, there's images of me as a young child in the book so that's interesting you know it's interesting you know in, 
and right now we live in a day an age of digital and social media but when you go back to those days where you know the summer times in Ireland are quite long and like you don't get bright until 11pm and but you know when Mother is your dinner time and you, you just know and it's fascinating how we have all this technology around us but when you you just brought me back to that time of where everything's innocent music is wow and everything's so new but yes we we're, we're just in this bubble of like exploration at the same time you know absolutely and it's amazing that we have our we have inbuilt body clocks and that we instinctively know I mean my dogs know certain days they do certain behaviours on certain days so they have inbuilt body clocks they know when at the weekend it's just instinctive within each each of us and uh, I suppose then we had to tap into that more for now there's an awful lot of distraction which is great like social media is great we have access to everything there is absolutely zero excuse for us not to know stuff if we need to know or understand something it's at the end of our fingertips we can google it so uh, but we're also uh, there's an extra pressure there that, you know you're being pulled and gravitated into it more more when we were little we were more grounded because we hadn't that distraction so you were very much in nature you were very much more present in actual fact it's more difficult to be more present now within the social media because it is 24-7 and it's go 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 and because you know this and I know this and you're trying to drive a business you have to adapt to that and feed through that as part of, of growing your business and developing your business so but it's fascinating and it's lovely to reflect on those times of music and I still love music and I'm sorry but I still love the 80s and that is my era and I will I just I don't care who knows it and uh, yeah I love it and I love dancing so and it's just, yeah, that was just the best era of music was yeah it really was and I have a nephew and he's he wouldn't like me saying his age he's 34 and he knows all that uh, decade of music because that's all he heard so it's quite strange he just instantly he reverts back in and he loves that era of music and that's from myself and my sister playing all the music in the front room and he would dawdle in and it's incredible and it's incredible how we instinctively and automatically words of a song come back to us isn't it and we instantly were back in that moment I love that you know, it's interesting, like, we have so much music right now, but I think the 80s just was this craziness of legends and creativity. And, like, even I love li- listening to the 80s, but there's this innocence to the 80s music comparing to now. It's all about production and, you know, beats and all that. But, like, Michael Jackson, for an instance, you know, like, Hugh Paulman, like, it brings you, like, this time warp back to the 80s in some way, you know? Oh, sure, when you had, you had some huge names back then, you know, like, and you had... To- foreigner there was amazing music you know I'm going back to Steve Perry I'm going into Michael McDonald the Doobie Brothers I go into all those sort of other areas that I love Luther Van Dras and then you have the ABC's Level 42 they're amazing bands and obviously I cannot forget we have to mention you too oh yeah we cannot forget our <laughs> Irish band if we're sitting here doing this podcast but you know amazing music and different styles and yeah it was it was incredible it was was incredible and um, and it's it, it, I think it will be forever it's still here it's still alive yeah I also love the way you mentioned MTV growing up with it because like I didn't get to grow up with it I watch it now and it's, it's hate, like later on but I'd say you know you and your sister came on it's on and it's there let's go watch it and you're recording it and all that you know it's just probably a fascinating time to be at that, at that era of you know music at its, at its peak you know yeah and video and video and as you say the big cassette player and you popped it into the recorder and you had to break the little um what's the word there's a little tag on it if you didn't want someone to record over your stuff like when you think about it it's incredible isn't it yeah yeah and it's like and I love this I say this to my daughter right she's fascinated about a phone box oh wow yeah what's a phone box well phone box is a box with a phone in it and you go to the box and you go into the box and you call someone from it and she's like what I go yeah it's like and you know you just um, it's incredible that you know for some that's just like wow a phone box so I showed her photographs I found a photograph on Down Memory Lane there's a Down Memory Lane um, site for Drogheda and it's old photographs of Drogheda some beautiful stuff on it and uh, there was a phone box on the street that I was brought up in so I could show her that's where I stood when I used to go up and ring your dad and and you just didn't get in the box because there might be a queue and then you'd have to wait for everybody else to have their conversation 
conversation before you got in. It's really like it, it is. It is. Um, it's amazing. It is. Jackie, what did your parents do? Oh, my mom. My mom uh, had a business in a bed and breakfast in England, and then they're both they're both Irish, but they went to England in, in this in the sixties, and they had a business. Her she had a bed and breakfast, a successful one. But then when I was six months old, they returned back to Ireland to live with my granny. So uh, they came back home to the family home, which I was brought up in, which is my granny's house. And mum just really took care of her and us. And then my dad worked in a company that's still in Drogheda, a very successful company, a medical company. And it's still open today. And he worked there until he retired and then passed away. Yeah. And both of them have passed away. You know, it's interesting. When we grew up in our our family, our parents influence. How do they influence you in the way you are now? My mum always would have said we were beautiful to me and she, to, to me and my sister. She'd always encourage us that we were beautiful and that we were independent and that we were strong. So I suppose I've taken a piece of that um, from her. Um, obviously, starting my own business, I've took a piece of that because looking back on her, she had a successful bed and breakfast. So then there was an entrepreneur within her that she never fully then got to progress and evolve because she came back to Ireland. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's funny. I, I don't reflect on what pieces I've took I've tended to forge my own way to forge my own path and to take ownership of me so whilst I have all those memories and connections and and relations I'm not them I'm me so I haven't spent actually much time on reflecting on that Aaron yeah, it's it, you know it's it's interesting. Like I've noticed this through lockdown and everything. Like there's parts of me that are part of my mom, and there's parts of me that are my dad. And people say, "Oh, you look like your dad. You look like your mom." But yet inside me, I am me, and I like the way you said that. You know. Yeah, and I think that's really important for for um for myself, and I would suggest to other individuals to to take ownership of themselves. And and yeah, you are yourself. You are y- your own creation. You 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 make and you write your own story and. And it's around you becoming really familiar with yourself, the things that don't work for you and looking after yourself. And if you find situations that um, don't work for you, well, then don't put yourself in those situations and start to create and develop a, a life that you want for yourself. And I do believe that a conversation has to be had more around us being the creators of our lives rather than us getting up, facing into the day and just firefighting situations rather I would suggest we get up and we start creating our dates and when we go into that creative space our attention shifts completely into another realm and area because what we're creating is coming from what we want rather than us facing into days and just facing challenges and and outside factors so I I would say a lot to to clients that I work with you know there are only two things under our control in our lives and that, that is our reactions and our responses and if we become aware of that and start to make choices that work for us around what responses we want to have or reactions we want to have to the outside factors around us and then our inner to our inner responses and reactions that's life changing when did you come to that awareness that you just described there of you know I have to sit in my own power and be who I want to be to be able to firefight what life brings me um, well I call these I, these I call these moments light bulb moments so uh, it's, it's evolving it continues to evolve and it will evolve and it won't stop evolving so I know every day I'll get some other form of new awareness and that's okay and I know I'll never be finished and that's just part of me it's life it's 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 growth it's what happens and I suppose with all that I've done the training that I've done the fact that I'm a philosophy student that I never get up and let one day pass whereby I won't go and try and research or navigate something new something different that challenges me and my view and my perspective because just because something is doesn't mean that it's right or that it's not open to reflection or to be done a better way. So I love that form of thinking and that that, that form of thinking that I I, lo- I love to think. I'd say that I say this a lot, but I do love to think. And I think when we when we find ourselves in that space, it, it is it's a game changer. And so I suppose this has been happening to me most certainly for the last nine years, without a doubt. And what happens is the more it's done, the more you do it. It's like it, it builds a momentum and then it gets quicker. That's, that's as best as I can describe it. It seems to be speeding up. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And 
like nine years ago, when did you kind of discover this light bulb moment to go investing into this area of philosophy and self-exploration? I had a deep feeling that there's more to me, that there's more to life, that there's more meaning for me in my life. There was a want or a need in me to, to fulfill that need. And that need was meaning. And then at the time as well, I ended up in a conversation, which is related to the book, in, in that I got an opportunity to verbalise to somebody the situation that I'd have kept kind of securely safe and buried for many years for my own coping mechanisms and strategies to deal with it because it was a traumatic event. And I suppose they've walked hand in hand as we talk, you and I, and we have this conversation. They've actually walked hand in hand now. My development of me, my understanding of me, training I've done, the, 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 the hunger to understand me better to fill that void or give that meaning to me, to find the meaning that I wanted in my life. And then to be able to verbalize or say out loud the events um, of the, the day that I get into in the book that, um, that, that that indeed that had occurred to me and that journey. And they walked hand in hand. And as they've walked hand in hand together over the years, I have noticed I've got stronger. The writing of the book happened last year in 2020, which really strengthened the whole kind of healing process because it's now in a book and it's tangible and it's a soul piece but now I notice only now that I am only now able to verbalise all of that now me and you talking today or any other podcasts I've done recently it's only now that I can actually verbalise it articulate it out loud it's ever evolving and ever changing and it is a, it just it is a case of just trusting it and going with it and allowing it and bringing myself back and not getting distracted or pulled off in scenarios so when I see that happening, I kind of go, no, I'm trying to bring myself back to that calm space and do what I need to do that has to be done. I've got tasks to do for this to grow and for me to grow, but to let it naturally evolve, to allow it. Does that make sense? It does. It's like, like looking at an ocean and waves come in and certain waves catch us and be able to verbalize and do what we want to do. And then some waves just knock us and we have to get back up and figure out why did that wave throw us off our, our surfboard of life, you know? When I get rattled or, or I get triggered, triggered is the word, or I feel resistance, that feeling I don't like, I, the question I always ask myself is, what has just happened now that has caused that trigger in me? And I get interested in that. Rather than just getting triggered, getting annoyed, going, going off, blah, 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 responding, reacting, I go, what was that that triggered that in me? Because that tells me I've still got a little bit more work to do on me. And I love that because the only thing we can change is ourselves and it's through our own evolving and growing and developing well then after that the rest takes care of itself so I love that yeah it's like we're the artists we have the paintbrushes and life presents us with the canvas and the paints and we paint it and whatever the picture comes right now is what we're looking to achieve and grow right now you know absolutely and it's um, and it's usually powerful to know that you are responsible for, for painting that canvas yeah. and that you can paint that canvas any way you want I, I just I just love that I love that I, I love it. I love it too. Um, tell us, a, you know, you wrote a book um, and I love the title. Kind of where did the title come from? Inspire, Heal and Power. Yeah. Um, through conversations, through um, like what, what does it, what does the whole book encompass? It's inspiring, it's healing and it's empowering. And it holds all those elements and it came into being from inspired action. There's no doubt about it. It's this whole piece of work. It's different. It's unique. It has journal entries. It has chapters. It has poetry. I never knew I could write poems. So um, it's quite amazing that when you trust yourself just to literally write and flow what appears. So I write poems and I've got people to create images for me that can best describe some of the thoughts that would have amalgamated into feelings and now they are in image form for people to, to get a real feeling and description of it and of how what I would have seen. And there's an incredible toolkit within it for the tools that I use to inspire, heal and empower and move me forward. And it's a beautiful book. And the cover is a soul painting, which I got done early last year by a dear friend. And she's Irish soul artist, Breda Marin. She created a soul painting for me. I wrote an intention and she took that intention and she came back with this beautiful cover. So it's a special, it's a special book, Aaron. And I think it may help 
many who doubt themselves, who doubt how powerful they are themselves. And it will also help anyone who has undergone what, what happened to me, which was an inappropriate, as I called it, right, an inappropriate medical examination. So in other words, I went in for an eye operation and ended up having somebody appear or present to me as a doctor and told me I had to have an internal examination. So it is the journey of that, the reflections of that, the uh, uh, letting go of stuff, giving back of everything of that day because none of it belonged to me and how how and where I am now and how I can only really speak about it now and it's 37 years in October this year, 37 years ago when that happened. So it's a powerful book and it needs to reach people who may be confused around that they too maybe were in a hospital and found themselves having an examination and didn't feel right about it. And if they feel like me, they'll feel exactly the same way today as they did then because that feeling doesn't leave, doesn't dis- dissipate. So it gives people clarity, lifts the confusion and tells them, you know, stop doubting yourself. Trust your knowing. Trust that deep knowing that you have. And I trusted that knowing and this that knowing has written this book. The thousands of questions to ask you, but I think the first question is, why does that feeling stay with you? Because when you go, I think it was so ingrained, traumatic events can become so ingrained, trauma, sorry, traumatic events or certain events in life, right, that shock or stun you, become deeply ingrained within the psyche. So that for me, when I revert to that, it doesn't hold the same emotions. But what it does is when I remember the time and the day, I go straight back to it very quickly and can picture myself in it and how it felt and how I knew that it shouldn't have happened. That knowing, that deep knowing is powerful because it told me instinctively on the day, no, this is not right. It, and, it, and it never faded. And that not fading enabled me when I was ready only now to write the book and to talk to you. So that's the core part of me, the very core part that just wouldn't let go. The 15-year-old that said, no, Jackie, this is not right. And we sat for a long time, waited and waited until we were ready to look at this. And, and it's 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 inevitable, really, that this was probably going to occur with all the work that I've done on myself, the personal development work I do on myself, the tools that I use, the tools that I use with clients, and I actually use them myself. So there's nothing I don't suggest to you to do if I haven't done it myself and it doesn't work for me. I'm not going to suggest it to you. I only suggest what I know works. It was inevitable that then I would be uh, confronted with the fact that I had this big boulder or this big rock in the middle of the road that I needed to move out of my way and that was that event and this is the book it's interesting like at the age of age of 15 and this traumatic experience and it took you this length of time it must have left a huge ingrain in you on a mental physical spiritual aspect where it's like you know that and you know trauma does that to us it, it's ingrained in our body to a point where we have to sit down with it and use the tools but i wonder if you could go back and, and change it would it, it would it have still brought you to where you are right now you know i don't allow my head to wander to, there to that question now funny say that because at the time you just take on the suit of armour I talk about this suit of armour the protection mode um, that I just simply took on to go on to move on I don't invest any energy in okay yeah I wonder if whatever I put my energy into now like I don't invest any energy in the fact of really the events of him of the person that day who did that because to give him any attention or wonder if if he, if he didn't come in is to give him my energy and my power so I write the book for the reader I write the book for me with the intention that this is a journey, my personal journey, and that if, if there's something within it that you see that you can take for yourself, well, then I'm absolutely delighted. But it's not about the perpetrator or trying to change those events. I can't surrender, you know, giving up, giving back because it doesn't belong to me and giving it back all to him. And that's a tool in the kit. What made you write this book, Jackie, of holding this um, in, you know, you said you hold this for a long time, but what, what made you to write the book? I don't know. It, it's very, it's like, there's no other way to describe it other than in early January of last year. And I started it pre-pandemic because we didn't, the country didn't close down to the 13th of March. So it was already starting to evolve at that stage. And it was just journal entries, spilling, spilling of, you know, my thoughts, um, just writing, 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 I, just this writing 
writing started to occur and you might write for two days and then you might write for a week and then you could write again and write and write and write and write and write and then I just realised I had this big pile of paper and um, it just said this is the book Jackie this is the book this is this is the way you're going to manage and, and handle this and and that's where it came from and, and it continued then to do that Aaron and, and I just trusted it I allowed it to evolve I allowed things to happen and everything has naturally evolved and fallen into place and you couldn't make that up I couldn't preempt that I couldn't if I tried to plan it for it to happen so I just trusted okay I'm going with this I'm going to go with this and then like there would be moments I'd have said what am I at what and when I did say eventually I'm doing a book like that's a boom that's a big moment you're stepping in you're saying you're committing to doing something and like I was in the middle of it I was I didn't know where this was going to go but I trusted because I sensed this was how it had to happen and I've allowed it and here it is and that is working from a trust place within you that is working from a creative place within you and that's simply allowing yourself to be as you are I love that that must have taken a lot of trust, Jackie, to, you know, to throw yourself naked out there in the world and say, look, this is what happened at the age of 15 and you don't have time to get here, you know? Oh, I don't know. You see, you, 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 I noticed there that you've just said it, it takes, it must have taken a lot of trust. It's taking a lot of trust. I have trust. I have trust that the intention of it is so kind. It's there just to help and empower. And, and it's hugely helped me. I have to trust that when when it's received by others that those who receive it will sense that energy from it and it's done from a kind place that's that's the only agenda is to help I, I agree and I wonder when you're when you're writing it you're thinking like am, am I sure I'm going to do this or my all these questions kind of pop up when we're doing something that's off the edge of of the of the house that we that we currently live in at the moment but yet you know to see the work now fully finished is like yes I, I felt it was the best decision to make you know oh yeah and I'd ask all the time I'd, I'd say like I'd say universe universe tell me give me a sign am I am I doing the right thing and then I'd get signs not immediately like, you don't get them immediately but something will happen a song will come on the radio or a phone call will happen somebody will say something and that's your sign because you, you know instinctively because that's your gut feeling that's that inner part of you that we all need to start trusting and becoming more aware of again because it, unfortunately as children it wasn't encouraged for us to tune into that part of us and it's about trusting that part part of us and saying oh yeah I'm on the right track and just allowing it yeah you know it's interesting now like people who are born in this age are shown you know meditation gut you know everything that we see around energy it's all normal but probably back in the early 80s 90s it, this was voodoo and, vor- and foreign to be talking about and feeling at the same time well I, I, I can only speak from my own experience but I know I know I, I don't have any memories of that sort of you know being encouraged to, to tune into that instinctive part of us yet I do remember many 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 times that I would instinctively know in situations and conversations in the schoolyard you know just vibrations or whatever that you get off individuals and I know instinctively that you know A maybe that they may not want me there in their company or I just knew it was a knowing and that was not encouraged so it's wonderful to see that knowing that intuitive part of us meditation through meditation where we can definitely access that and um, being encouraged now more than ever and it's wonderful to see more uh, concentration and focus on well-being and encouraging us to, to really to, to look with in because we have everything we need within us. It's just life and circumstances and the busyness of that that distracts us and puts us out into outside factors and ends up, you know, where we end up reacting and responding to situations that in actual fact we cannot control. We can only control our own responses and reactions to outside situations and to our inner being. And we have the power to choose to do that at any moment. Yeah, the awareness we have is so powerful in us and probably as a coach you develop that over over time but I I wonder kind of where like you know in us we have this but yet you said that you know you knew in playgrounds and in life that this is this happening but yes um you know you had this traumatic experience and it felt you feeling not good enough or you know why why do i want to do this that must have taken a lot of guts to develop and figure out that actually i am good enough and i have this amazing superpower and you see it in the book when you read it 
Yeah, it's only when it's only when you say that it's a day at a time, it's a step at a time, it's, it's, it's progress a moment after a mo- one moment after another. So yeah, it, it's, it has been. It is some. It is some evolving. It is really, you know, I've really allowed myself just to to trust myself. I, I'm okay with being wrong. I don't have to be right anymore, and that doesn't mean I'm copping out of life or situations or. But you know, I just don't have to be right anymore I have my opinions you have yours they're both equally of value and for me to start to think that my opinion is more important than yours isn't helpful I mean because both of us have exactly the same we bring both the same value as each other and everybody else's too and so yeah it's been some journey it has it has been some journey and I'm not done by a long shot I'm not do- I'm really not and what's really become apparent to me or clear to me in the last week is, is that I can really only start to verbalise all of it which is quite incredible I was unable like to do that it's in that way it's um, everything has a reason and a purpose so I feel as I look back this has just been part of the process that I've had to take you mentioned the burden of being right. When did that kind of realize that I don't have to be right all the time? I've realized that a few years ago. And what happened is when I don't realize that I have to be right anymore, I become usually peaceful. <laughs> so I don't want to give up my peace. <laughs> I've decided I'm I'm opting for peace rather than frustration or annoyance. Here, come back here, Jackie. It's much nicer over here. So I'm okay with it. And that's okay. That's fine. And that's hugely powerful <laughs> for any individual because you then then you don't want to give away peace because the peace is the the difference the opposite of the peace is frustration and annoyance and and trying to impose my opinion on somebody else because I think my opinion is more important than theirs and so I go oh, no Jackie that's a total waste of time no come over here it's much nicer peaceful so that's where I go back to and I love it it's lovely like it, and it doesn't you know it doesn't make it doesn't mean that I'm down. In actual fact, I think it's more powerful to be able to attach yourself and say, no, I'm choosing peace. You know, we may have different opinions and yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, well, I think my opinion might be a little bit more right. But no, it's far more peaceful and powerful than just to choose the peace part and say, no, that's theirs. And they're fully entitled to their opinion. Fully entitled, as I am to mine. So many arguments and rows are caused over that. So many frustrations over nothing. And then maybe in a year time, people won't even remember what they argued about. Oh, wouldn't it be far nicer to be peaceful? I've opted for peace, Aaron, and I love it, actually. <laughs> it's, it is nice. It's, it's like peace is neutral. You know, arguing is like, you know, reversing or accelerating, but you're in peace. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't care what this person says. I'm in my truth. They're in their truth. So why argue, you know? Yeah. And it's not that I don't even care. I do care. I just, but I actually just acknowledge them and recognize them. But yeah, that's what they are. And that's, that's it. And um, yeah, and that's not, there's not that push or push and you're not pushing because that's resistance when you're 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 pushing and you're 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 actually only upsetting yourself you're causing your own energy to be unhelpful it's you're uneased whereby peace you're just totally calm you're in that well-being type i do make deliberate choices to put myself in that space I love the word choice because everything we do right now is a choice. You want to go to the shop? That's the choice. You want to, you know, be in pity? That's the shop. A choice. Everything we do, we're, we're choice merchants. And I love that, you know. Yeah, quality choices. I talk about that in the book. And um, when we become aware, we now have a choice. And we can either pick a choice that works for us or works against us. And so when I make choices, I make choices that benefit me and work for me. If peace is a choice, I'm going to choose peace over annoyance. It's going to win every time. And I just love that. I love that I just said that. Do you like that? You're very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm thinking about it. It's so it's such so powerful because you know, like the show is called Partially Excited, but we're and I think you know we're partially. And reading the book, it's I feel this is similar. It's, you knew you had this ability, and you you knew you were amazing, but just something happened in your life that's that put the pause button on. And you know, when you and I when I heard about you and we met on the Outstanding Network, it was like, hmm, I wonder where this is going. But to see you evolve now, you you become yeah the book is who I am I'm excited about 
about where this is going. And, you know, a few months later, you're, you're about to become an author and you're, you are an author. And yet, you know, I hear the excitement of, I don't know where this is going, but yet I'm able to verbalize what I just experienced and grow from it at the same time. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's great, like to become, I say this all the time, the self-knowledge is self-empowerment. And when you become an authority on yourself, you are now in a position to be, do and have anything you want. And I love that. And that is available to each and every one of us. Yeah, the soul dances in that excitement. And when it dances, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we all have this ability, but we think, oh, no, I'm not good enough. Oh, no, no. But that disables us. But when we're excited, we're in this ability of like hitting not to 60 as fast as you can, you know? Yes, absolutely. And and that's, you know, and that's why I work with clients to, 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 to access that part of themselves where they are and that joy and in that, and in that exciting part. Because it's just so important from a mental health point of view and from an overall well-being point of view just to, to make choices for yourself to choose you above all to choose to choose and make choices that work for you and then as as a consequence of that you your well-being your energy your mindset everything shifts and everything starts to change and that is that's powerful i've watched this happen it works and i love that I think it's like a pond is so still and you throw a stone across it, ripples, and that's what we're doing in our own energy field, you know? Yes. And then we start to even attract then similar mindsets and similar people to us. And I just love all that. Yeah. The, the coaching aspect, Jackie, where did that come from? Um, I suppose when I originally did the training, it was to, to be a better manager in the role that I did in my previous role because I ran a community organization and it was really to enhance my skills with people because I, I that's what I did. I'm a people person, I deal with people, I develop, progress them, move them into employment or move them back into education. That was the purpose of what I did, separate to running different services from that from that organisation itself. And uh, this was like going to be an add-on to enhance, further enhance me. And uh, wow, <laughs> I just changed my life. Like, I'm just like, oh no, what has happened? It's like, oh, I can't, I couldn't stay there anymore. I found... I had become so self-aware of me and my values and what was now really important to me and you know that meaning trying to fill that void that gap that yearning that I had a piece of the jigsaw that's missing uh, separate to, to dealing with the, the trauma working through the trauma that it, that was it I, I, I was confronted with a situation and it was like what, what do I do and and the internal struggle there Aaron that occurred that went on before I eventually leaped into the unknown and, and left the job after 25 years and to take to put everything on this business and what I do and because of because I could see the magical benefits of what I do you know so I always say you know to, when you say life coach it boxes me in it limits me it puts a lid on what I do what I do with people is transformational and can only be best described in their testimonials when they when many of them say wow I feel lighter or one was and this is in the book and I love it uh, the penny I hear the penny drop in my head and just when you see that transformation in a client and then they don't need you anymore because that's what it's about you know they're not meant to be around hanging around me forever that's not what it's about they are empowered and it's about me simply directing them back in to tap into that part of them that will fuel them on and when you get it to flavor this that's all you want to do because it's it's so beautiful and it's so it's just it's wonderful to see somebody transform like that and to know then you've done you've you've played some part in it you've facilitated I'm simply a facilitator a director and I love it um, and so yeah I left the job in 2018 and here I am and I'm it's still evolving it's still growing I don't know where I'm going to end up and I'm okay with that yeah um, Jackie you worked in the community but you said the penny uh, the penny drops what made you decide to make that the leap into doing something brand new because I love the work that I had previously done and I'd done it for years but there was obviously something within me that wasn't being fully fulfilled and seen and now I look on reflection back and this is obviously it this was the next part of my journey there was something bigger and greater for me I, I had to walk away from that to step into all of this so I had to allow one door to close for, for the next door to open and I, there's many people in situations like that maybe fearful in careers and jobs and in, situ in relationships maybe that you know 
they maybe feel at their very core they're not happy and it's that resistance of well oh do I step into the unknown do I take a chance but when you step into that unknown when you no longer resist and you just trust that knowing within you then you find that's where all your well-being is so I don't resist stuff anymore I, I just trust that I'm going in the right direction with that sense of good feeling that deep knowing and it doesn't mean some days I don't get rattled obviously yeah I do I'm human being um, but I become very quickly aware of it and I can switch back and that's what's so powerful around uh, what I do and the tools that I give to clients that I work with so it's fascinating and it's I would suggest everybody and I say this to people would would have one of me to work with because I too work with somebody because that develops me and progresses me and gets me thinking and it doesn't leave me stuck so that all the time I'm propelling myself forward and when you when you start to do this work on yourself you'll find that you're you're actually then propelled and pulled forward there's a hunger then for you to understand more and to get to understand more because I say this in the book too when you know better you do better so I love that and you know it's it's interesting our lives are in many chapters and I'd say live, working in the community you learned a lot and that needed to change and you realise that and that's when the penny flipped and you did what you're doing now you know I got no I met, I met hundreds of wonderful people in the job that I had done I helped hundreds of wonderful people and all had many different stories and wonderful times and that was just a chapter and and what's it, what is fantastic is is that I was that I was privileged enough to be able to do all that and to help all those people in those 25 years and now this is just up to the next level I'm moving on and that's okay because that's life I had a, uh, my dad was dropping myself and my sister home from uh, they live in the countryside and we live in the city here in Limerick and we were having a conversation and, and what you just said there kind of brought me back to that conversation we had was about life is like a video game there are many levels we come in we design the character we want to be you know physically and mentally and spiritually and we say okay here's how we want the game to be and then we realize okay we, we need to go to the next level and the next level and that's what happens in our life and I just heard it there what you just said there you know in the sense of you know I worked in the community for 25 years it was fantastic I met amazing people I just needed to upgrade to do more you know yeah yeah and it's about trusting yourself and allowing yourself permission to do that um, and I think that's where maybe uh, many may find an eternal struggle it's that it is it is that stepping into the unknown it is that stepping out of the comfort zone but do you know what it's, it's really what it is is that it's just stepping into the unfamiliar we're just not familiar and so you know because when are familiar yeah we might feel a little bit on edge but the fam- the unfamiliar becomes very familiar when you keep doing it often enough so like, I'm not used to doing podcasts but I find I'm getting it easier as I'm talking to you you know what I mean so yeah. it's around trusting yourself and saying do you know what I'm going to give it a go and I can guarantee people if they do they'll be really surprised with their outcomes and they'll go wow why did I invest so much time in, in you know oh it wouldn't go right or maybe it wouldn't that is just the self-talk that tries to limit and keep us stuck so uh, it, that's other tools in the book that I have around that that you are not your thoughts and that's that's incredibly powerful when you realise you're not your thoughts and that you can choose thoughts to create your own reality wow well now we're in the space of creation and there's no stopping anybody yeah. so I love that I do love it I just love it what can I say <laughs> <laughs> I just love it you know, Jackie, when I when I heard the the first the, the first reading we did with your book about the monk and everything, I thought, wow, and the, the swamp, I thought that was such a great imagery. And, you know, reading through your book, you have some amazing imagery and tools and all that. But were you like a good writer or did you think I'm a good writer? But now you're you're an author, so you're thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can write now, you know? Oh, I'm just wondering how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm serious, Aaron. I'm just wondering how this happened because it's funny you say that because the belief I'd have had is that I was stupid. So I carried that for years and you could, you can look and you can think and you can say, wow, Jackie wouldn't be that. Jackie's confident and she's not at all. Jackie, Jackie believes such a thing. Yes, Jackie believes that. And that was so deeply embedded. So it is incredible. Yes, I am an author. How did I get here? Oh my God. I don't know but it's like trust trust you're allowing trust yourself to write trust whatever it is that you're writing and just let it flow and just let it flow and then go and work with somebody I worked with Heather Shields who 
has helped me put this book together. And when I had it all written up, then I went to work with Heather to put it. Who's, does, that's what she does, publishing editing. And I, I reached out to somebody else that could bring it to the next level, to bring it into the tangible being that it is. So, yeah, yeah like if you'd have said to me this time two years ago, you know, Jackie, you're going to be an author in 21. I'd have said, oh, yes, Aaron. Yeah, right. <laughs> you mean... So anything is possible for anyone and it is around tapping into that party and listening to those ideas that come to you and going with them and following whatever inspiration or ideas that you get yourself and working from that space and putting your attention so narrow on it that you do not allow the outside element to come in to distract you or put you into reactions or responses that are going to deter you from your idea. Yeah, And then you get what I've got. I've ended up with a book. So it's about me bringing myself back to that narrow, narrow attention and holding it and not allowing anything else to distract me because I trust that my gut, my knowing is telling me that's the way to go. And I love that. And we all have that. You know, you know Jackie, um, when you and I were talking about doing this, I you told me you Bijan's barking in the, in the background and you said at the beginning of this interview, you love dogs. Where, you know, where did the, that love of dogs come from? Well, it's obviously just built into me. I've been born with it um, I, I absolutely adore all animals I cannot it hurts me if I see anything that's upsetting if I see any cruelty anywhere um, I adore any animals animals for some strange reason and I have a photograph I've got photographs done recently for the, to, for the website and um, they just seem to gravitate to me. I don't know why. I, I, I assume that they see a kindness in me or that I, I connect. I do connect with them, right? Because I do. They're, they're, animals are so present and they're so loving and they're so un- unconditional in their love and, and they love you regardless and they come with no judgment. And I think, that, is that why I love them? Yeah, obviously. And uh, they're all like that. So on the photographs I got done recently, like I was having photographs done and two horses came from nowhere. Like you, you couldn't make it up. And the girl, taking the photographs said wow this is a fabulous photo idea and if I could have put them in the car and taken them home I'd say they would have come home with me so I adore animals and any any animal and I do believe that every animal is highly intelligent and it's it's how you speak to them and treat them and the more you treat them and recognise them for who they are the more clever they are so I think they're underestimated and I think they're so beneficial to anybody's well-being to have an animal to have a pet so yeah I love them now, they can be annoying at times, you know yourself, because they do think they're like kids. They do think that they come first. But anyway, these are the things I have to put up with. But I wouldn't change it. And it's interesting, you know, as human beings, we don't look after human beings and, you know, we, we dismiss them. Same with animals. And amazing that animals and humans have same intellect, but they just don't speak, you know. They just don't speak. And they're more present and they're more pre, they're, they're pre-thought. So they don't get up. They don't get all that negative self-talk and saboteur rubbish and get all opinionated that Jackie didn't feed me today at five o'clock when I'm doing my feed. I'm going to now get annoyed with her and, and whatever. So they don't get any of that. They are just happy to be with you in that moment so they are so present if you look actually if you sit and you look into an animal's eyes it's wonderful to sit for two or three minutes and just do that Jackie before we wrap it up do you want to read a piece from your book or anything that kind of, that kind of comes to your mind I could read a poem and then if you would like me to, to um, read I can read the, the postscript which I think is lovely this poem is called I must be obedient to the callings of my soul To be my truest self to find calm, fulfillment and peace of mind, I must listen to and be obedient to the callings of my soul. To be whole, to find my true meaning, I must listen to and be obedient to the obedience of my soul. For if I am not to listen, I will only be a shadow of myself. I must listen to and be obedient to the callings of my soul. To the callings of my truth, to who I am, to what I am, to what I am here to do. I must rise above my fears and worries and doubts to be able to go to that safe place within me that is everything I need. I must listen to and be obedient to the calling of my soul. I must be obedient and trust the callings of myself. Yes, I choose to be obedient and to listen to the callings of my very soul. So at last, I have found myself truly at home. That's that, Aaron. It's lovely. Do you like that? Yeah. I like that. It's lucky I like that. <laughs> Seeing that I've written it. <laughs> <laughs>
and then I'll read you the postscript, which I love. So the book was done and then something happened as we were just finishing the book, myself and Heather, and this had to go in. And it's significant and it's amazing when you trust and you allow things to happen and to naturally flow, what else then is allowed to come in to your life? So the postscript, in the final days of creating this book, that stage back in November 2020, where every single word mattered and was being considered, and as I read through and looked set to finish the book, something incredible happened that has reinforced for me why I wrote this book and why you should trust in yourself why I had to write. You see, when I started this book, I had to write it down. I had to tell my story. I also believed that there must be others. I never believed that it was just me. I wanted to share my story so that anyone else with the same experience would know that they were right all along and that out there, someone would believe them and understand. It was a sense of knowing that drove me to write this book, the type of book that I wish I had been able to find and read when I started my journey. And then it happened all at once. I received a phone call that would confirm that I am not on my own. Truth has found a way. That phone call was one of the most important of my life amongst the profound sadness that there are indeed others. If I hadn't gone through the process of writing this book, I would have never known I hope this book finds you. I set the intention to write this book for us. I wish you healing. I am here if you would like to reach out to me or dignity for patience. And then I go on and I give phone numbers. And that's the postscript. Jackie, if people want to find you, where can they go? Go to JackieTaff.com and you can also pop in. You will find in the website a link to pre-order a copy of the book. And my book launch is Thursday at 7 p.m. and it goes live. So you can get it on Amazon also. It's Inspire, Heal and Empower. And uh, Aaron, I want to thank you and the listeners today for your time and, and doing this lovely podcast. Thank you so much. It's been amazing to hear and share who you are. No, thank you, Aaron. It was a lovely. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.